0: Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsports, we are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his little break on Betsports Golf, where I assume they picked the winner of this week's tournament, Mr. Andy Mahler. How goes it?
1: I think I did. Honestly, I think I did pick the winner. I'm feeling good. I played more outrights than I normally do. I had, uh, I mean, just talked into a few, talked out of a couple, it's uh it's feeling a big card. It was one of those weeks where I don't know, a good analog to this probably too is your your tennis tournaments. you know, not every not every tennis tournament you approach the same way. Obviously, there are more players, more rounds, more opportunities for variance in obviously a, a slam or maybe a, a master's one thousand. But also the best players are there, which takes away some variance because, yeah, to be the best, then you do have to beat the best. But, you know, you, you do approach a 250 differently, and I'm just going to call them 250s. I don't care. The WTA makes the number. It's like, it's like metric stuff, you know. Instead of saying, I'm going to give you an inch, Alex, I would have to say, I'm going to give you 2.54 centimeters. This WTA makes the numbering difficult
0: for my brain, but uh, it's so far down the list of problems. We can skip it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's way down on their list, but either way, you, you know, you do approach different tournaments differently based on the field, the, you know, the size of the bracket, who's there, whatnot. This is very similar to golf. Like when there is, you know, a high variance, high chance of some players scoring a lot, you know, when, when the final score in something like this, is going to be minus 20. There's a chance for some of these guys further down the board to just kind of end up with a bunch of scoring and find their way into the top 20, top 40. So another reason I drove to Iowa, harder to find top 40 prices on the offshore markets. It is not something that actually, I don't think exists anywhere. Uh, You really need to go FanDuel or DraftKings if you want to get top 30 and top 40 pricing. Most I've never seen be... top 30. 30 30 is just FanDuel and DraftKings. 40 is most of the legal books. Um, and then offshore is basically 5, 10, 20. So went to Iowa, placed a bunch of top 40 bets. JJ Spawn. That's interesting, have... the
0: that offshores haven't copied the top 40 market.
1: Yeah, yet. I know. Top 30, to... how hard is it? It's just another derivative. Like it's not difficult. just tweet
0: at Dave Mason. He'll figure it out.
1: Honestly, I I bet if I did, he might put that up. Because it's it's just one more thing to bet into. It's not that difficult to price, but I do think they uh, they gave me some value on a few guys. So I took five top forty prices. I don't remember all of them. They're in the Discord somewhere, but varying from about even money up to one guy that was like plus two fifty uh, to end up in the top forty. I really think he has a chance to compete. So it's kind of my low risk uh, low risk low reward. But I feel like three or four of those guys are going to be around for the weekend. And yeah, I'll have, uh, I'll finish up my card this afternoon, maybe even write some stuff up and I'm excited to watch a little golf again. It's uh, I didn't get a chance to watch some of uh, the major. Somebody said that I took a meeting. He's like, Oh, I didn't think you'd have time for me. Cause it's a major. I was like, eh, <laughs> like this is the worst of the four majors. And I honestly won't watch as much as I'll watch some other tournaments. So it, uh, it was fun that our team had a winner, but, I'm probably going to actually watch more Charles Schwab than I did PGA.
0: And tonight I'm going to, I'm going to watch some basketball. I was thinking real quick, by the way, how many players make the cut in maybe some of these smaller events, like what is the difference in number between top 40 and to make the cut?
1: Yeah. And that is, so the, uh, the cut rules change for everyone. This is an invitational field. That's the other part is top 65 and ties, but there's only 120 golfers. It is an invitational field rather than a full field of about 150. So 30 fewer golfers, top 65 in ties. Last week was 70 in ties, but 65 in ties is pretty common. So, I mean, there's just going to be a lot of these guys that are through the weekend regardless because there's not that many spots to get cut. So another good point by you. It is an invitational-sized field here at the Chuck Schwab Challenge. Chuck Schwab. Good for Chuck. Yeah, they're doing they're doing all right. I guess, you know,
0: too big. Not that I was deflecting from talking about the NBA game. But um, as you may or may not have read, we have a little uh, pick sheet we use to put stuff in. And I've been thinking about betting the heat for no less than 36 hours at this point. But there's just so much confusion in this series. And you start with the injury report. Tyler Hero didn't play last game. Kyle. Kyle Lowry looked less than fantastic last game. Both of those guys are questionable. Struce is questionable. P.J. Tucker is questionable now. Tucker's played the last couple games, and they're at home. I think he'll play. But I went back and watched at Miami game again just to make sure that, you know, I wasn't seeing things. And they just looked awful. They were slow. Um, The level of just interest, I don't know what it was. Again, maybe they're just trying to save some energy here, knowing that they have a three-game series with two of those games at home. But man, it's really tough to want to back this Miami team. I'm going to wait and see what the injury report looks a little bit like. Um, you know, Marcus Smart um, was out last game. Curious to see if he comes back again. Um, was really impressed with the way Robert Williams looked, but I don't understand why Miami is a two-point underdog at home. Um, this seems just like a little bit of an overreaction. And as you've said before, it's part of the problem of some of the anchoring that you do before these series. They kind of set a line and they really just move it back and forth on home court without changing number really very much. And if I like Miami and Boston and they over adjust to go back to Miami, I'm going to like Miami as well. So I haven't made this bet yet. I'll probably end up with probably some Miami money line, maybe see what things look like. Maybe a Miami team total over if Tyler heroes in something like that, but and what continues to be a tough series to figure out and is very zigzaggy. If you kind of follow that pattern, it's Miami's night tonight, but it's hard to put faith in a team that you, that, you know, I just saw, Kind of quit for forty eight minutes. Yeah,
1: and there's been, has there been a good conference finals game?
0: Um, I mean, I think that I like the first game of the series. I thought Miami. Oh Boston yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one, fun. that was. It just
1: it's been a while. I enjoyed Game Three. Year. I thought Game
0: Three was interesting. Kind of seeing what was going on there. I mean, the oh, Western yeah, the Conference heat, series heat, has been tough, but that
1: was interesting in the case of like, hey, the Heat won this game, like. From wire to wire, it just kind of felt like we were in it for different reasons. I mostly played props in that one, so I didn't care once that stuff got home. But as it went on, it's like, man, that, that was uh, like 109, 103. 103 or something, something along those lines. So,
0: yeah, and that Zane makes, a good, one. Zane makes a good point, too. I mean, Miami's only won, I think, three quarters now um, in the four games that they played in the series. So maybe Boston has just been the better team. But we'll say It's just hard to put a finger on it. I Continue to like Miami, um, to my detriment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, people in the chat are asking some NBA questions. Jabari Smith to be the number one pick. Looks like there's steam, but we still have a ways to go. We've seen this with the NFL draft where Aiden Hutchinson Got some steam early and uh, I think it just the so was the to...
0: favorite. Hutchinson yeah. was the favorite.
1: I think there was like six or seven favorites over the course of like the NFL season to the draft. So a little too early to tell, and steam in a market like that can come with some pretty we don't small know who's the first runs. pick yet either. Oh, didn't they have the lottery?
0: Maybe I missed it.
1: I think it's Orlando. I'm gonna have to double check that. Like the lottery isn't the lottery isn't as big of a deal for me.
0: Yeah, it's Orlando. They came... Yeah, I missed that I must have happened while I was on vacation. Um, okay, then that's why it's moving. Then Orlando. Oh yeah, does, you were you were out like, that Like Smith, week. quite um, a bit. Also, happens. I just didn't vacation. play it.
1: I didn't pay attention to the lottery. The Timberwolves were in the uh, in the playoffs. It's usually usually a case. of like, hey, maybe the Timberwolves will get a number one pick again, and didn't happen this year. They were not eligible. They were too damn good at basketball. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be excited about. Uh, the draft in maybe a week or two give, give me a little bit of time but yeah jabari and chet that makes sense Dan. chet to okc is a is a nice fit that people have been projecting even before the lottery went off and yeah boston boston might just be a truck if boston trucks such is life i guess i do have that boston series ticket and we'll see i guess all the covid stuff kind of just washed itself away and nothing actually happened a lot of a lot of rumors nice. overnight Another reason to wait to bet tonight's game. Yeah. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Charles Schwab, though, like I mentioned, starts this week. And this morning, I began my evaluation of all of the matchups. I haven't got to my single round matchups yet. Still digging into those. But uh, this week for course fit, I ended up looking for some guys who you know, it's it's not gonna be just distance. Distance can help here, but these are some skinny fairways. It's a nice tree lined, uh, lots of dog legs. Not the toughest, toughest course, but there are some there are some tests here. So I want somebody who's driving it accurately, who can do that. Put the ball where they want on the drive, put the ball where they want on the approach, and then putting will just kind of happen. Cause again, it's gonna be It's going to be fairly easy putting again here. And truthfully, guys who just don't miss big on their approach is going to be fine because around the green isn't going to be tough here. You're not going to be in 20-foot deep collection areas looking up at the green. Like Around the green is going to be fairly easy. That's what people are giving Hovland uh, a lot of love here because it's not going to matter how bad he is at chipping when it's as easy as a muni to chip around here. So. I did. Uh, I did weight things quite differently than last week. Came up with some names that were similar, and um, off the bat, Mito Pereira kind of getting a little bit of. A little bit of shade here. It just, he, he essentially won that tournament last week. He's been playing as well as anybody. He's a guy I've talked with our friend Cal about for months. Like He's just going to pop, and we're not going to have the ticket. We didn't have the ticket last week, I don't think. I, I, know I don't know how you come back from
0: think. that, though.
1: I, he, he seemed pretty with it in the interview after the tournament. I wouldn't have played this week, honestly, but If he's, if he, you know, everybody grieves differently. If his, if his process. quickly. Yeah. If his process is go play golf, he beats the pants off answer here. I don't think this price is right at all. He shouldn't be a dog and he is plus one of two. Another one uh, that's not getting the love. And a lot of the guys I know that have bet outrights, including me, love Davis Riley, his form of late, his course fit. And, again, the things that matter here, he's doing well right now. He's playing well. And uh, Mav McNeely, another guy I like, I've liked in the past, but he shouldn't be a dog to Mav McNeely with the current form on this course. So plus 102, again, getting a dog price. And then here's one maybe two years ago that I would have laughed at because not a lot of people even know who Tom Hoagie is two years ago. I think maybe one of the only reasons I knew is because he's from far. He played up in Fargo, and I know some people who know him just kind of third-hand while he was just real borderline, actually even being a tour player, maybe in that, is he even going to make it kind of part of his his career? Now he's a winner. He's a tour winner, and he's playing well, and Tommy Tables over Patrick Reed at a 20-cent price. Patrick Reed still... Is a very good putter, but like I said, everybody's gonna be fine here. If he's gonna spray the driver a little and have problems out of this pretty penal rough, he's gonna struggle again here. So Patrick Reed, he's a nice. Uh, I know some people have played him in DFS, but it's because he's just so fucking cheap. Like his price in DFS is a lot more accurate than what they're what they're putting him in some of the betting markets. So laying Tommy Tables minus one twenty over. Former major winner Patrick Reed feels weird, but numbers sussed it out. And uh, yeah, those are three of my matchups that I like a lot this week. And
0: I still can't believe it's pronounced hoagie.
1: I know. I I, I went with with Hoge for a long time. (laughs) And then Reed and
0: DFS makes sense from like a game theory perspective, right? I mean, who is going to be out there picking Reed? So you probably want to have a Patrick Reed lineup, right?
1: Yeah. And DFS is tricky too. When Like you mentioned the, the cut line thing because of the smaller field with a smaller field, there's going to be more overlap and it's more difficult for you to have a unique lineup because there's just, there's fewer golfers. Like there's 30 fewer golfers. So there will be more overlap, more dupes, more duplicates. So it is a struggle. If you're in these big contests, you're really going to have to, think I don't know think outside the box is so cliche but really get weird with it get a little crazy to to make sure you have some unique lineups so have fun with that I'm probably just sitting DFS out this week underdog is a contest this week where you can like draft your players for just the the first round or something I'm gonna go check those out that might be what I do instead
0: I can dig it it's fantasy season is coming but as Dan says tennis season is here Mr. Alcaraz the uh well, tournament co-favorite. I think Novak actually slid a little bit out of his things, closed out. Oh, yeah. Tied in the set here, down a break against his fellow countryman, uh, Albert Ramos Vignolas, Arv, if, as we know him. Basically Arv. Arv. But uh, we'll see. I mean, this, is, this could be uh, the 19-year-old's first. I think he's still 19. Um, 19-year-old's test in, what is five, set tennis. I mean, at some point, he's got to get through a grueling match, and I, th- I think he will win this. I don't, I'm not really too concerned here. But, you know, it's good to get this test probably earlier than later.
1: Yeah, this is a trial by fire. Or maybe he loses. I don't know. Our ARV is no slouch on clay. I don't care. You get like, to have a
0: surprise on a the men's side. Savvy end vet. Yeah. Zverev survived today. Zverev is trying to survive. He's uh, 2-2 in the fifth Yeah. on He'll serve, so... It's again, there hasn't been any nonsense on the men's side yet. So we got two two of Bruin.
1: It's been close. Like, Zara is close right now. Sitsapas, really close yesterday. He was down two sets to nil. And uh, now Alcaraz won one going into the third. Has he even played any five set matches? No. I, I was going to say, I don't remember. Like, once he came on the scene, it was, I don't remember him in any slams yet. So. Now, that'll be. Oh, and Zvera, there's already been two breaks in the fifth in the Zvera match. God, classic, classic Sasha. I should go watch that after the
0: show. I think that's (laughs) what we're doing. We'll popcorn, see if Mr. Zvera can keep it together. But once those matches are done, we have a couple more women's matches that uh, we bet yesterday that are still up, and then two more for tomorrow. Bianca, Vanessa, Andriescu, BVA, the Mississauga Mammoth, goes up against Belinda Benchage. And this is a handicap where it's a little bit more fading Benchich. Now, the market's moved against us. I, I gave this out a plus 125, it's plus 140 in certain places. And Benchich, I guess, is someone that gets back to, I, I'm talking to some people, I don't know really too many guys that have met Benchich yet. A few people that I know have actually backed Andrea Esker, the over in this situation. Benchich gets crushed here and Rome pretty much every time she plays. Um, she's made it to the third round of those two tournaments once in her entire career. It's, not a great surface for her. She is not someone that is looking to get into physical matches, um, kind of long grinding matches, and I think it's tough for her to hit winners. And um, Andriescu's looked solid the last couple weeks. I've been kind of heartened by her play, and I think she does have the game that can do well here. So it's almost, in a way, fading benchich and trying to buy in a little bit ahead on Andriescu. Again, I gave it out at plus 125 yesterday. If you waited, good for you. Um, Osorio minus four and minus five games. Um, That's moved with us a little bit, but it looks like you should still be able to get those. Again, she goes up against Diane Parry, who's coming off an upset victory over Krejcikova. Just a lot of things floating around there. I just continue to see a bunch of value in her. I don't know if she's good enough maybe to win this tournament ever, but I think she's going to be a real threat here in these kind of slow tough courts for you know the next couple of years of her career for tomorrow morning again these matches will be 5 a.m eastern or later we'll go with Azarenka Tykman under 21 games um, this match is pretty closely lined you go back and look Tykman in general has a bunch of quick matches so does Azarenka I like Tykman here I thought about maybe betting her but the match is lined pretty closely I was hoping for Tykman like plus 125 plus 130 something like that but regardless of who wins here, it should happen pretty quickly. I'm probably going to look at set unders here. Maybe there's a chance it goes over two and a half, but I just we're in a really good spot here. This looks to me like a 6-4, six, 6-3 six, kind of situation, maybe even a 7-5, 6 two. Second sets in general have been great unders here on the women's side. And then we'll take a dog here, uh, Zeng yen and we don't have to really know it. There's only one Zeng. She's playing against Halep. Um, Halep dropped a set yesterday against Chunk, a young player who is just way below her level. It's been a really kind of up and down year for Halep. She's shown periods of greatness, but even at her very best in some of those grand slams, you go back and look, she has these periods where against some of these younger players, maybe she's just not locked in, maybe just not being familiar with the player's game yet. Drops sets and and occasionally matches here, and Zang is a crazy talented player. I'm someone I was a little worried. I picked up an injury about a week or so before the event, but looked great in her first match, and is someone who I think is gonna be very good on tour. And, have this closer to 250 and the plus one and a half sets price i you know i'd have that at minus 110 even minus 115 now you'll see a five and a half go ahead and play that if you like i'd rather take the plus one and a half sets at plus money you know there's a chance that she can cover the five in a half and two sets but when Halep wins and if she wins this match it'll probably be by a lot i think there's a good chance saying steals a set and even if things get ugly in the next two we've got a nice plus money in our pocket so um couple for tomorrow, couple for basically right after the show ends, just waiting for some matches to finish.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. And we had some rain. Things got screwed up. Things happen.
0: Playing um, tennis outdoors is tough from a schedule perspective.
1: It is sometimes. You just never know. With the rain in France, I think That's I almost right. said Spain, That's just because there's so many Spaniards. But um, it says NFL on the rundown. I don't actually have any NFL bets, more just advice. It is May 25th. You're going to start seeing stuff popping. I've just seen it because I talked to enough people or I'm in enough goddamn betting chats where people are posting bets they've made. And they're starting to come out with some, I mean, things are just populating, populating, populating. And someone said something smart. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how smart it was, I guess. But something that made me think a little bit as far as some of these regular season props for player, you know, performance are going to open and there's going to be big movement on them. And if you are a really smart fantasy mind, or say you have subscriptions to some fantasy services who have good projections, like I think you can probably take advantage of some of those to the point of, and this is what this person said, maybe even middling something. If you decide to, this line is extremely off, like, you know, I know the whole hedging controversy has been all over Twitter with Rufus's, giant ticket that he didn't hedge but this truly truly isn't hedging if you think you can find a nice fat middle on a player performance total because you see these move three four five hundred yards sometimes on like passing totals or rushing totals obviously rushing totals aren't going to move 500 yards but there's some big movement in the markets and i think one of mine that opened really, really low last uh, year or the year before, and then I ended up betting it. Where it closed was higher than, you know, I bet it over. It was so low, it was stupid. He hit it at like week 10, but where it closed, he didn't get there to the point where I I probably could have, could have and should have middled that. So something to think about, something to look at. I'll start having win totals soon. I'll start having some props, some player props, some award markets. I know Drew and I, once he gets back from vacation, are going to dig heavily into all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. Probably not the best use of our bankroll, as we can just spin it on tennis, baseball, basketball, and then eventually football all summer. But I'm still not going to not have a bunch of awards markets. Award markets are the most fun for me all It's Just such good fodder for talking about as we. Just piss and moan about Jamar Chase all year. So I'll have that going forward. And then, as always, a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Profit Exchange, who is going live in Jersey soon. Check out the links in the description, in the show notes. Get signed up for their newsletter and take advantage of their best promo offers when they finally do. Fire up that exchange in New Jersey. We spoke about it a little bit with Captain Jack the other day. He's uh he's hopeful for the exchanges, which was not where I thought he would be. So that was good news. I, I thought he it's would a good be a conversation little on it. Yeah. So it's yeah, good to
0: know that the that one. Change, it's, yeah, it's good to know that the one exchange. I like the way he talked about as kind of a double edged sword. The one exchange is literally you know um, paying. It sounds like certain sharps and odd services to go in there and provide liquidity, whereas the other one you know, is saying it's going to be a little bit smaller and hopefully more recreational. But at the end of the day, it should be a pretty sharp market, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially, I mean, it, it will be with uh, the kind of the kind of money that that sort of overround attracts. It should be a damn sharp market. So if nothing else, it might be a good bellwether for eventually once that re- reaches enough liquidity, it might be a good bellwether for like, you know, finding out if something you're on is a sharp side or not but you need liquidity for those markets to find the stasis. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see you guys Thursday.